Hey guys, I'm JC. And I'm Seven. And you're listening to the CGC Podcast, where we cover our favorite comics, games, and cinema. So strap in and get your nerd on. Thanks for listening. Hey man, welcome back. How you doing? What's up, bro? Welcome to the show. Yep. So a couple of things before we get started. Um, we wanted to talk about, uh, follow us on Twitter, by the way. It's at media underscore CGC. Um, you can keep up with the latest nerd news and podcast related stuff. So check us out there. I'm looking at it right now. It's fire. Come yeah. check out the Twitter. So um, the reviews, the first screening for the new Batman and happened and the reviews came in. Oh, yeah. I've heard they are downright outstanding, and it makes yeah. me so excited. Critics are loving it. Uh, they're saying it's like a horror movie. It's graphic, dark, scary. It's kind of a thriller. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, that's, I'm very excited for it. Um, I've got faith in Robert Pattinson. You know, when I when it first got announced, I, I really wasn't really wasn't fucking with it like at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people have the misconception that you know you know you can judge an actor based off of previous works and the only big movie that he was in recently was twilight that everybody knows him from yeah um i gotta say the only thing that i'm even slightly concerned about as of right now for the new batman movie is the direction they're taking the bruce wayne persona um and my personal opinion bruce wayne is always meant to be like a pillar of gotham and one who socializes and um is very normal and uh you know uh what's the word i'm looking for can, basically he can mingle with the rich folks and not stand out too much but still be like the life of the party yeah um the portrayal they're showing makes him look like a long-haired hunchbacked loner serial killer and that is a little upsetting to me he bruce wayne is always a super charismatic character and I don't, I, I'm not sure what direction they're trying to take the Bruce Wayne character yet. I just, I'll have to see the movie to see how it goes. But that, as of right now, that is literally the only thing I'm concerned about. I think that um, they've really nailed down the Batman character for this. I mean, that's valid. I think that this has, you know, possibly could be the, uh, probably the best Batman movie to come out. Um, I'm, you know, I've got very high standards. The, uh, Dark Knight trilogy is my favorite Batman of all time. I love Christopher mm. Nolan and his work. Um, yeah, they're saying it's. Uh, I'm just excited because it's supposed to be a horror story. Um, mm-hmm. They're also working on like a live action independent Bloodsport project. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he was probably one of my favorite parts of the the new Suicide Squad. Agreed. He was super cool. I, I like that. Um that character a lot and i liked the actor who played him i, f- I forget his name it's like i know he's english but I, I forget his name do you you wouldn't happen to remember that wait what back up the Let's the work. english oh, actor I, that I played... yeah 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 that's that dude yes yeah, the dude man i oh. forget I, I don't remember anybody's name i'm lucky if i remember my own fiance's name half the time so um you're, you're but shit for that one <sighs> I realized it as soon as I said it. I'm leaving this in. <laughs> oh, no. She's <laughs> going to fight me. Um, no, she knows. I asked her the other day how old I was because I forgot when my – number one, I forgot when my birthday was, and I forgot how many birthdays I've had. So, yeah. Um, 
I forget shit. The point is, I, I think that that actor did a fantastic job with Bloodsport, and I really hope to see him in some future works for that character. Well, you will, since I just said that they're doing a live action project with him. Sick. Um, a little bit on the gaming side. Um, Marvel's Midnight Suns gameplay trailer just came out like yesterday. Uh, looks pretty cool. Um, it's definitely kind of out there. They have a lot of like kind of I wouldn't say lesser known but less popular people kind of like running the show. Like you got a uh, Blade, I think Ghost Riders in there. Mm-hmm. Um, looks pretty good though. Uh, it looks like I don't know. Just after that last Avengers game. Marvel's kind of on thin ice with me right now when it comes yeah. to video games. Yeah, big time. Um, I noticed the the Ghost Rider they're going with for this is not Johnny Blaze. It's the second one. I forget his name. He's the um, uh, I believe he's, he is Hispanic and he drives a muscle car. I forget his name though. He's not, and I, I don't know. I've always liked Johnny Blaze more. You just you got a problem with everything, don't you? Oh my god. I have preferences, yes. All right. Well, uh, DC's feature-length animated Injustice movie will release uh, mid-October. So about a month and a half for that. That's going to be good. Uh, I love that game. And then I think to wrap it off, uh, Shang-Chi drops in theaters tomorrow. Go get your tickets or check it out. Uh, We'll probably end up covering that. Uh, sometime probably in the next two weeks. I don't know if it'll be next episode or or not, but uh, I'm going to go find time to see it. So it will, yes, be, sir. will be talked about. Mm-hmm. Me and Savannah are going to see it this Friday, so we will 100% be ready to go for that one. Nice. Um, but our topic today is what if episodes three and four. So in episode three, let's jump into that. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I probably should have rewatched it again today. But <laughs> the the whole shtick is that uh, this is right around the time Nick Fury hits uh Tony Stark with the Avengers Initiative. Uh, it kind of picks up like in Iron Man two, mm-hmm. like in the timeline and the donut. Yeah, it picks talking, up at the donut scene. Yeah, they're talking in the donut shop, and he offers tony this like serum that will kind of nullify the stick with the arc arc reactor i think yeah the uh he's being poisoned by the palladium yeah 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 yeah. so they give him this serum that can you know fix that and then all of a sudden you know once he injects it he starts like seizing up and he just falls to the ground yeah yeah dude just just drops out like he doesn't do shit. He's just like, ah, that really hurt. I don't like that you. Oh, eh, and there he goes. Yeah, he's so out. He's, done. Yeah, he he just dies there on the floor. And <laughs> then it, I think the next thing it goes to is like out in the desert where, you know, the site where Thor's hammer landed. Yep. Coming out of the Bifrost. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of showing, you know, Thor making his way. You know, knocking over all these guards. And uh, you see Nick Fury. He's like, "Hey, what's going on?" And then he calls the Hawkeye up in the up in the bird's nest where he he was during that same time in the movie. Yep. And he's he's up in the bird's nest uh, watching it happen. Yeah. But um, so he's he's got the arrow 
you know, knocked back. He's being told to wait, not the fire. And he's like, okay, I got you. And then a lightning bolt cracks, you know, right behind him. And it was, it was a pretty cool looking shot. I won't lie. And oh, the yeah. arrow just leaves the bow and goes right into Thor's what chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it was a heart shot. He was fully prepared to end him. Like yeah. if Nick gave the, the order. Yeah. And then, you know, Thor's just dead, dead now. Doom. Out. Night, night. Then, yeah. And so they take Hawkeye into like this prison cell type deal. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Fury's kind of on, you know, his side. He's like, you know, Hawkeye, he, one, he wouldn't miss, and two, he wouldn't fire if he didn't mean to fire. To. He doesn't yeah, slip. Yeah, he doesn't slip. That's what it was said. Mm-hmm. And so Nick Fury walks into the cell with him, and then he just starts fucking choking up too, doesn't he? No, he just, Nick taps on his shoulder and he slumps over dead. Yeah. He's just done. Like all of these deaths, number, also, we kind of skipped over it. Um, Natasha's getting blamed for Tony's death because oh, she's the yeah. one that hit him with the with the injection. True, yeah. So they just assume that, they, they have to assume that she's the one that did it, so they capture her first. Right. Um, but like all of these Avengers are just slump, slumber. They done. Like it's instant. There's no season. There's no fighting. There's just, they. I mean, it, yeah, it's over and done with. So whoever's... Them whoever's doing all these is incredibly proficient. Like there are no wasted efforts, nothing. There's no miscalculations here. It's, it's instant death yeah. basically. Um, and I just want to, I want to go ahead and preference this now. Cause I want to, I want it to be said. Um, I called the ending to this like in the first probably 15 minutes of this. Um, I, I can't so I can't tell if I've gotten really good at telling what direction the shows or movies are going in and I'm just a genius or if Marvel is starting to become repetitive but I I called it. So literally like at the injection where Tony died I was like okay that's weird I don't really have anything for that and I was just like you know trying to see where things were going and then when it was Thor dropped I was like okay so something kind of influenced something kind of influenced Hawkeye's shot. Okay. So that's a little bit of evidence. And then um, Hawkeye slumped over and it was done. And I was like, okay, so I have two guesses here. It's going to be either option A, Loki is, is influencing these actions somehow, or B, there's only one guy that can move and do things that undetected that has been introduced in the Marvel universe so far. Yeah. And that's Dr. Hank Pym. Yeah. That was a cool twist. Yeah. Um, so I, I was like, okay, so it's gotta be either Loki or, or Hank Pym. And then after Hawkeye dropped, by the way, they also introduced uh, two Hulk characters that they haven't brought in since the incredible Hulk that kind of got like swept under the rug in, in the MCU. Like it's one of the movies that nobody talks about, nobody references, um, other than uh Secretary of Defense Ross, who was originally General Ross, who is the main antagonist of the Incredible Hulk. That's yeah. that's the only reference they've ever had to that movie. Um, this show brought back the campus that Betty Ross and Bruce were on trying to find answers, and it brought back Betty Ross which was also super, super cool. And I hope they, I, God, I hope 
they do something with her. She's supposed to be the Red She-Hulk in comics, but I don't know if they'll ever decide to do that or not. Maybe. I, I hope let's, they do. Just keep keep the ball rolling. Right. Okay. So yeah, Hulk. Uh, Bruce Hulk's out because um, somebody shot him. Uh, and when General Ross was like, "Who sh- who fired? Who fired?" Everyone was like, "It wasn't us. We don't know who the hell shot." Um, well, Hank Pym was the one that came through the window and basically hit Bruce like a bullet. Um, got into his bloodstream and caused his heart to explode while he was hulked out. Um, and we I was really like, okay. Just, we, we ran this from like, <laughs> like we're, we're spoiling like the, the huge twist. Like oh, already. well, oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you're listening to this, you, you've watched the episode. You've Hopefully. been a part of the podcast long enough to know that we're going to talk about shit that like. Yeah. <laughs> like don't watch don't listen well, to the I mean, i'm just I'm, the show. No, I'm not saying like spoilers are the problem i'm saying that like from a storytelling standpoint we're we're going about it the wrong way well okay fair enough but it's too late now i mean yeah <laughs> anyway um so you know next one to drop was hulk he basically exploded from heart i don't know his his whole body exploded it was weird um and then Natasha is looking up researching like a library and then she's here she hears a sound behind her and turns around and is like you know who is there blah 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 and then you know um things progress and then you see a little bit of a fight scene where the gun just flies out of her hand and I'm like okay the only time I have ever seen that happen was when Scott Lang like knocks the gun out of somebody's hand while shrunken so at that point I was like I know for a fact this has got to be Hank Pym Right. And then she leaves a message for Fury, which is just, it's hope. It's all about hope. And I was like, Hope Van Dyne, done. Yeah. Uh, you have essentially confirmed my theory. I have predicted this episode. I am a genius. All right. Good job. <laughs> um, so Fury, you know, obviously pieces it together. So apparently, the what if scenario for this universe is that Hope Van Dyne, after losing her mother, becomes an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, She is sent out on a mission where she is killed, uh, which throws Hank Pym over the edge and uh, puts him in uh, a position where he's like, okay, I've had it with S.H.I.E.L.D. They're going down, right? Goes rogue. Um, Do what? I said he goes rogue. Yeah, he completely rogue. Um. But what I didn't suspect was that he was going to be in the yellow jacket suit because I was I, I didn't think he would have that. Yeah, did um, they, I, I don't remember them explaining that part at all. Like that's because they didn't. It was cool to see him in Wasp, but like you know, do you yeah, think he was I'm, just Wasp in that universe, or not mm-hmm. Wasp? Uh, yellow jacket. Yellow jacket. Yellow jacket. Um, honestly, I don't know. I think. I mean, Yellow Jacket is the persona that he takes on in the comics when he goes over the edge. Um, it's It's been his bad guy persona for a little while. Hank Pym is not a good person in comics. He is, uh, first he's Ant-Man, and he, he's gone by Ant-Man, he's gone by Giant-Man, Goliath, you know, you name it. And he, he lands on Yellow Jacket after he and, and um, his wife, the Wasp, kind of separate and things are awkward. Um, but seeing him in the yellow jacket suit was cool. I just don't know how that made sense. Cause in the, in the MCU, 
it was his protege that made the wa- there or made the um yellow jacket suit not him yeah. so i kind of i expected him to show up in his in his um ant-man suit like a classic ant-man suit but i mean i guess it made a lot more sense that he would have made the yellow jacket suit with flight capabilities and more lethal technology so i guess it kind of makes every sense. uh every article i've seen just says that it was just a reference to his um what is it just his dark history in the comics is what this says oh yeah no, Hank, Hank Penn in comics, and I guess now in the MCU, is only ever like, kind of like our last episode, only ever one yeah. bad day away. Also, um, something you didn't touch up on was after the death of Thor, Loki and like his whole Asgardian army pulls up to Earth, like right outside the shield uh, facility that mm. uh, the hammer was found, and pretty much tells Fury, like, you know, you got one day to get me my brother's killer and my brother's body before pretty much he takes over the world mm-hmm. and then fury like kind of does what fury does and just talk and then kind of explains that they have the same enemy and then yeah he talks loki into helping them out yeah uh he and loki kind of team up to take down uh yellow jacket at the end of the the episode but um I mean, super compelling stuff. It was definitely interesting to see, number one, to see what Fury does when he loses literally everybody in his Avengers program, aside from two. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he lost. The devil. Yeah, right. He lost Iron Man, Hulk, Hawkeye, Black Widow. Is that it? Was it just the four? Did they even try for Captain America? Or... He was still in the ice. Okay. So yeah, he he hadn't been thawed yet. At the end of the episode, uh Fury ends up finding that um that frozen plane okay. and thaws him and is like, okay, so we got Captain America and Captain Marvel is behind him, like, all right, who we fighting? Because um Loki after the fight with, with uh Yellow Jacket is like, you know what? I like it here. I think I'm gonna stay around for a while. And Fury's like, How long is a while? And then you cut to uh loki basically being like i want to thank all the world's leaders for electing me as the supreme ruler of all of earth uh it goes i was like this whole shtick in avengers where (laughs) people are bred to be you know enslaved and people search for authority so he was going to be the big big dog loki be like that was essentially like that was the fantasy that loki had been wanting like yeah his whole this, I guess his whole arc in the MCU is like yeah. he didn't he didn't get it in a, you know his actual TV show, but he got it in a one shot mm. of uh, you know this this what if scenario. Yeah, but, presumably not I mean, for long so since the, the whole Marvel in America. Was, the whole third episode was just uh, kind of like a, a murder mystery kind of deal. Mm. Um, it, it it was like some cool. Um, like definitely some cool points, a good story. I think uh, seeing Hank Pym at the end, mm. you know, kind of deranged and dark was, you know, not something I really expected. Um, I didn't really call it early. I was just kind of along for the ride. Um, but you know, this whole what if scenario that I'm enjoying the most is like some really out there stuff. Like, you know, what if 
T'Challa was Star Lord, and you know there was Captain Rogers. Um, but this one just felt like it. I I don't know, like kind of like just a murder mystery. It really didn't seem to be anything like too too out there, I guess. Yeah, me and Savannah both were like, this was not the best episode so far yeah. by a long shot. I mean, it, it was good. I just you know. Yeah. But this yeah. next episode uh, definitely set the bar a little bit. Oh, for sure. This was an incredible episode. This is probably my favorite thing to hit Disney Plus yet. Um, and his episode titled is What If uh, Doctor Strange Lost His Heart Instead of His Hands? Mm-hmm. Um, now, I will say, his heart. Yeah. me and Savannah were sitting in an IHOP. And I was like, oh, shit, we're supposed to record an episode tonight. I haven't watched What If, what if yet. And I looked at the title and I, and I said, I looked at her and I said, so the title is, what if Dr. Strange lost his heart or lost his, yeah, lost his heart instead of his hands. And I looked her in the eyes and I went, so here's my guess. He has his girlfriend in the car with him when he has the accident. And she dies instead of him, his hands getting crushed. All right. And that's, that's the turn. You're a brainiac. I mean, the title, (laughs) the title gave it away. Don't listen. Don't shame me. All right. I'm very proud of myself. Good job. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. You're making this not as fun as it could have been. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was very excited to share this. No, man. I just. I don't know. Man. I don't know what I want good, anymore. Good job, JC. I'm I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Does that help? Yeah. All right. Cool. I'll drop. Makes it. me feel a little better. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, JC. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the whole story right there. So it starts out by uh, Doctor Strange, kind of, you know. Fuck. JC, go ahead. You got it. <laughs> Are you okay? No. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Take it away. Um, I mean, it's basically what I said. Um, yeah. He's he and his girlfriend are dressed up to go to the party. They go to the they get in the car. They start to go to the party, and he starts to pass around the truck. Notices somebody else coming along the route and goes, "Oh shit!" Slams on the brakes and gets back behind the truck just in time to not like completely smash into the front of them. Um, only to have a different car speed up behind him and slam into their 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 rear end which yeah. uh launches them into a post that launches them off the cliff and sinks the front end of the car basically into like almost into the water but the fence holds it kind of like how in the movie and um so strange just kind of comes to and is like no 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 and his his girlfriend is dead like she died in the accident um that event causes him to start looking for answers, uh, which leads him to the mystic arts, which makes him Dr. Strange leads him to his uh, discovery of the, ooh, excuse me, the eye of Agamemno, which is the time stone. Um, Ag- Agamotto. Is it Agamotto? Agamotto. Did I say Agamemno? Yeah. I yeah. What the but fuck that is. It's um, contingencies that Batman has in the back. You know what? I'm not going to get off on that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a different comic book thing. Agamotto. Um, which leads him to the fight with Dormammu. Everything plays out exactly how it did in the in the movie, except that after everything, he is super depressed because he finds out there's basically no way for him to uh, bring his girlfriend back unless he wants to seriously damage the timeline, which is to you know start fucking with the 
the time stone and try and go back and fix it. Um, he eventually does break down and go, goes back in time to try and fix it. And he plays the, the, the night differently. And he, you know, instead of like just flying around the truck, he puts on his turn signal, goes around the truck normal, puts his turn signal on again to remerge. Yeah. Like he's, he's doing everything legal. He's fine. Um, and then a car slams into his rear end and sends him off the cliff. Yeah. It's, it's a real groundhog day type deal. Yeah. Um, he does this, uh, you know, we only saw how many times he, he did it, but I mean, even then it was a lot, there's no telling like how many were implied that, you know, he just kept going on and on with, but so about that time, uh, Kyle, what's her name? Caillou. <laughs> the sorceress Supreme. Yeah, yeah. Sorceress Supreme her. Um, she pulls up and she's like, you know, this isn't the way to go about this. You know, this could have some very, very dire consequences, and then, you know, he's going to do it anyway. And then she unleashes like this huge blast of energy that hits him like right there in the eye of Agamotto. Uh, Agamotto. Yeah. Agamotto. 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 Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Um, but. Mama yeah, Kusa. So, so we see this, you know, after that, after the blast, we see that Doctor Strange is transported to somewhere else and he's looking for the sorcerer of Ket. That's gonna bother me. Yep. Uh, what? Let me let me see. While you're looking that up, she I want to just go ahead and preference this. She does specifically say that um his girlfriend dying is a fixed point in time because without that event, Doctor Strange does not become a sorcerer and does not stop the assault of uh Dormammu on the world. So okay, it's, it's she implies it's impossible. Yeah. Um, but so he's looking for the mysterious library of Clag Cag Cagliostro. Cagliostro. <laughs> I got that right. Yeah. Um so after the battle with the ancient one, uh Strange ends up finding this dude o- Obang. Um apparently he was somebody in the comics, but I I missed that one. Yep. Um so they pretty much go about you know, Doctor Strange is asking, uh, you know, what he can do to bring. Uh, I, I just want to call her Rachel McAdams. I think it's Christine. Christine. Yeah, to bring uh, Christine back, and he says this really cool line about love can break your heart, but it can also like split your mind or something like that. Mm. And uh, I thought that was cool. Yeah, but, it's definitely true. Um. So he he asks him like for this power to I get what resurrect. So he is trying to figure out what he needs to do to break a fixed point in time. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, and, you know, as as we know, at least with most universes I have, that if you mess with time travel, you're probably gonna fuck a lot of things up. Yeah, never a good time. Um, so he starts summoning that what I thought was the tentacle monster from the first episode of What If. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty certain that that was it. Uh, his first attempt goes to shit uh, because he gets caught up, you know, with one of those tentacles and gets like slammed down or something. Um, but he doesn't get taken. Um, but 
I think he what just gets slammed a couple times and then he wakes up in his bed. Yeah, so he he definitely gets his ass beat. Um, the the librarian tells him that he has to have a lot of power to break a fixed point in time. So yeah. he's summoning like monsters to absorb their power to yeah. gain what he needs to break that that fixed point in time. Yeah, but he starts off like really small, and like that was a that was a cool little little scene there. Uh, I, yeah. I I thought that whole montage of shit was just awesome. Yeah, like he he just keeps spawning in creatures that are bigger and look more like hellish. Like there was like a manticore, then like a giant man bat thing, and then like, mm-hmm. this giant raven, and it looks sick. Like he's just bagging in creatures bigger and bigger and bigger, and then eventually he calls that uh, Cthulhu monster tentacle dude again. Mm-hmm. He splits off like most of his tentacles. Um, that was really cool. And then you just see like how dark and I guess more evil that this Doctor Strange looks. Um, and then yeah, yeah. he uh, he he starts. I'm sorry, man. I feel like we keep stepping on each other's toes here because we're like flying at the speed of light through these episodes. Um. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say he starts taking on like attributes of the the creatures that he's pulling out of the out of their dimensions, and that's one of the coolest scenes to me. It's like watching Strange's face morph from like the serpent like face and tongue that he had just absorbed back into himself, and you can see it like really starting to change. Like his his skin tone gets darker, like and like he's paler, and he gets these yeah. dark circles under his eyes. He even steals like a new. Cape ape of levitation off of like a bug that's black and has like a lot pointier collar to let you know he's super evil um and it's just watching the shift is it's super gradual just like his his upscaling his power it's just a super gradual shift into like darker and darker um theme basically yeah, but he gets he gets so like carried away with this that he spends years just absorbing the power of other creatures. Mm. Um, like just like decades go by because the Obeng guy that mm-hmm. he met first off is like on his deathbed now, mm-hmm. and uh, like he's dying, and he reveals that um, there were two Doctor Stranges in mm-hmm. this same time or the same timeline and uh it turns out that the giant beam of energy that the ancient one shot at the eye of agamotto ended up splitting uh the timelines to create two doctor stranges in this in this one timeline which i thought mm-hmm. was a pretty cool twist oh yeah um so back to the good doctor strange he's just that you know back in the sanctum he takes off the eye and just kind of sets it down and then walks outside and like all these things around him like cars people trees you know his own building they're kind of like fading to darkness if or like leaking into darkness i don't know what that was it looked like just a black goop yeah they looked like they were almost like dissolving yeah it was really weird it was trippy yeah um but then he goes back inside and uh, him and Wong kind of get caught at the speed and Wong is helping him put this uh, like protection spell on mm. uh, it just kind of goes on like a face mask I thought that was cool mm-hmm. and then 
the dark Doctor Strange just pulls up on him, right? Oh yeah, like he just, summons him like yeah. any other monster. He uh like makes this ruin around Good Strange's feet, and uh, he just like falls into this black circle, mm. like this pit and this void. Yeah, so um he. He slips into this void where the bad strange is just like waiting on him. And he's, I mean, I think he really creeps his good self out pretty bad because I mean, he's just like this. He doesn't uh, even look he, like himself anymore. Nah, he kept his, he, he was chill. I mean, yeah, he kept on a good face, but it was like, Oh God, what, what did I do to look like this heinous thing? Um, but like, you can see he doesn't see himself yet. He just sees like a bunch of like shadows of monsters and stuff kind of like congealing and, and like undulating and morphing into um, like this big blob that eventually just turns into evil strange. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, that was super cool. Yeah. Um, but it all just kind of dissolves down back into strange. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It it's so cool. Um. I I love the the fight scene that the two strangers are are like they they end up getting into a fight scene because bad strange is like we need to bring back Christine and good strange is like you know we can't do that without destroying the timeline and yeah. destroying essentially our universe like it's it's just not a good it's not a good look it's a bad plan. My and, favorite part is when the capes fly off and yeah. they start fighting. Yeah. Yeah. That was on that. That was on like some anime fight bullshit. They were like zipping and slamming like at a hundred miles an hour. Oh yeah, like it was almost like teleporting, but it was just it, it was funny. It reminded me of like a really cheesy anime fight. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean they're they're both super powerful sorcerers, so it makes yeah sense that it, like their fight is going to be epic in like just the way that they move and the, the, the magics that they're using. It was, I mean, it, it was, there's a reason that this is my favorite episode of what it would have to come out so far. I mean, like my, it's, my favorite part about it was just like, I, if multiverse of madness is anything on this level of crazy, I think it's going to be a really fucking good movie. Um, because like some of those monsters that he was absorbing, we had never seen those before. Mm-mm. Um, but I just I, I liked how the good guy didn't win. Yeah. Um, because Evil Strange ends up getting like pretty much just overpowering Doctor Strange, and then they morph back into One Strange. I guess. Yep. He and reabsorbs then, himself. Yeah, and then like that turns him into this big disgusting beast that's like a love child of everything that he had absorbed and he was like disgusting and um but like as soon as he absorbs the other doctor strange he like pretty much lifts up the car that uh christine had died at they're they're fighting right there at the accident i I know we didn't mention that yeah um but he lifts up the car and like kind of pulls her body and her like soul out and like she looks like a, a ghost at the time of the car, but by the time she like floats back into his arms, she's like a body again. Mm-hmm. And uh, she comes to, she's fucking freaked out by what she's seen, you know, rightfully so. That was a scary, scary looking dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, 
you know, she she backs away, like the floor is crumbling, and then Doctor Strange like lifts the both of them up on the ground that they're standing on, and then she like she's already fucking terrified, um, and then she too starts fading away into like the darkness and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his his meddling with the um the timeline and 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 forces of nature has yeah. basically just torn apart his universe and it's all just dissolving into nothingness yeah it's like it it's just slowly deteriorating into nothing mm. um and it's like based around doctor strange so like um after he realizes that christine is starting to like fade away um he like starts casting the spell to like push the darkness back out from i guess capsizing in on him mm-hmm. and probably the coolest thing i've seen like in any marvel movie so far was the fact that he acknowledged and he, the like he acknowledged the watcher and the watcher acknowledged him i had a full-on conversation he noticed the watcher watching him earlier while he was still absorbing the powers of these like random creatures but it was at that point he only barely had enough power to just recognize that he was there um but by the end of it he had enough power to like see him know him like know that he was there and be able to actually have a full-on conversation and i mean he's pleading with the watcher to like please don't let my stupid mistake kill christine and my whole universe like i know you can do something you're basically a god just like help me fix it and he's like i'm not a god and you know as well as i tampering with the timeline only breeds more destruction and they just dips yeah no this is easily one of my favorite what if episodes Mm. um just i don't know i i like to see the dark stuff you know and marvel really doesn't or hasn't dove into that yet Mm-mm. And so it's cool to see this kind of like freaky, uh, freaky side of things because normally it's just like the basic superhero story, right? Yeah, with um, with Captain Carter and uh, Star Lord T'Challa, it was like everything was different, but still basically the same. Like the the universe wasn't super bleak, um, either one of them, and they like everything still progressed normally. This is the first time you actually fully see a universe dissolve into nothing. And the Watcher even states at the end, he was like, one choice, one man, one decision can completely destroy one's universe. Yeah. And like, this is the first time you've seen a universe basically collapse in on itself. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, the every, every Avenger dying because of, of, yellow jacket is not uh, a happy story it was pretty bleak but it wasn't like universe ending stuff like they progress you know not normally because they're missing a bunch of people but they progress the best they can from that point yeah um and i mean this is definitely the darkest ending to an episode because like the universe basically collapses in on itself only strange is powerful enough that he is enclosed in basically a little bubble that is his whole universe and he's just trapped there with nothing but himself and the the knowledge that he basically killed everyone 
in his own universe and it's all all that is his fault he's not really powerful enough to like kind of construct his own like somewhat universe is he no not to my knowledge i I don't think we had to does he does he still have the time stone does he have a chance to go back and do that Oh yeah, he's still got a time stone, but there's no timeline to go backwards in. He's he's completely oh, wiped that fair. universe out. It's it's done. Yeah. Um, the best that he can do is probably live forever as the guy that killed his entire universe. He, I mean, he might be strong enough to jump into a different universe, but I am honestly not entirely sure about that. I think he might just be stuck there, especially if the watcher has anything to say about it. I don't think he's going to let him out of there. Yeah, no, I mean, he definitely reaped what he sowed. Um, oh yeah. He, I mean, he was asking for that. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little confused by the state of the watcher. Cause like in comics, the watchers are basically like how there is, one iron man in every universe there's one watcher for every universe that watches how things progress and play out in his i thought it was just one watcher and he watches all the timelines so yes so that's how they're playing it in the mcu i'm telling you though in in the comics i'm pretty sure there is a watcher for each universe and each universe's watcher just kind of like knows things about others like so, for instance, at the end of like a Marvel Zombies comic, uh, Ant Man gets transported. Zombie Ant Man gets transported to a different universe, and he kills the Watcher of that universe and eats him. But that doesn't uh, mean that all the Watchers are gone. It's just that universe's Watcher is dead. So it's it's a little strange to see that the MCU is taking it more as a singular being that watches the entire like the entirety of the multiverse instead of it being each universe gets their own watcher a lot like how each universe gets their own punisher what happens to the watcher in each universe it's kind of just dependent on like how the universe plays out because i mean obviously if the watcher doesn't do anything but watches nobody really notices him there to like kill him so usually they're fine yeah um until you start to have universes that are aware of their watcher then yeah. then shit gets a little more dangerous but um it's it they're just playing it a little bit different and they're implying that it's only one dude that oversees everything which i guess makes a little bit of sense and it, it makes more sense as to why strange would consider him like think of him as a god as opposed to just like a cosmic being I don't know, man. All this is real trippy. I would like to see, you know, it would be cool to see this guy again. Like, uh, I would say Multiverse of Madness, but I I doubt that somebody from a one shot is going to make it to like a big movie. But like just seeing an evil Doctor Strange was really, really cool. Mm. Um, I think it would be interesting to see Evil Strange like, because you noticed in the Spider-Man Far From Home that strange is acting a little odd yeah um it would be kind of interesting to see that evil strange got out and is like slipped into another universe yeah um i think they could probably work that i mean you just obviously you take benedict cumberbatch and you put him in some dark eyeliner and a black spiky cape and you're done um but like 
I don't know. I think there's potential for them to work some things around that evil strange. I just don't know if they ever will. I, I think it would be, um, I, to an extent, I think it would almost be wiser to just leave that where it is and not try and like incorporate it yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, things are about to get confusing enough as is without starting to incorporate like multiverse versions of different characters that like come in and replace each other at any given time or you know i i think that'll get really confusing really fast yeah but i mean it's it's just going to be cool to, to see like the multiverse i'm loving what if so far um, oh, it's, okay. it's only going to be up from here oh yeah for sure um, um obviously i'm still super excited for the the episodes to come um marvel zombies being my top priority and uh yeah. Like, I, I think uh, Ultimate, or not Ultimate, in, Infinite Ultron, is that what they're calling it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the other one that I'm the most excited for. Because I always like the stories where the villains, like, end up winning. And you see, like, the aftermath of what, like, what comes up next after the villain wins. I think that's what the um, Infinite Ultron story is going to end up being. Yeah. It's saying that the next episode will feature let me find it Mm -hmm. fifth episode will feature the god of thunder himself with chris hemsworth reprising his role as the mcu's hammer wielding hero in an adventure that will resolve around party thor Mm. so i don't know what party thor is going to be but yeah it might be another kind of like a not as good episode I i don't know maybe it might be very surprising uh yeah, I think it would be super cool if they made it a really dark episode with such a light name. Yeah. Um but I don't know. I I can't draw any conclusions from a name like Party Thor. So Yeah, no, me either. Um I I kind of hope it incorporates Fat Thor, but I don't know. I think it'll be cool either way though. I fuck Fat Thor. I do too. I think it's a really fun idea. Yeah. Um, I want them to bring in Beta Ray Bill at some point. I think they casted that dude for Love and Thunder. Ooh, yeah. I think. Love it. Beta Ray Bill is a very interesting character to me. He's so in the comics, Beta Ray Bill is the one that has Stormbreaker, not Thor. Thor always carries around Milnir. Yeah. Um, but the one time he loses Milnir, uh, Beta Ray Bill picks it up and becomes the new Thor. And when they both go to Asgard, like, uh, it's my hammer. And then Beta's, Beta's like, yeah, well, it's mine now. And they have to, like, solve the problem. They just give him a new hammer, and it's it's Stormbreaker. So Beta Ray Bill is still technically Thor, but he's, yeah. like, he's alien Thor. And then there's regular Thor that still carries around Mjolnir. I'm reading that he could be in the new Thor, but this one is most likely to conclude Thor's story. Mm. So... Yeah, bittersweet. If that if that is the case, but, you're um, talking about Love and Thunder will be the end of Thor. Yeah, according to this, it, I say could be according to this article. Okay, shit. I was about to say shit. Is Chris, uh, Chris Hemsworth's contract almost up? Yeah, he only got signed on for a little bit longer than the other two. Wow, that fucking sucks. Because I mean, he was he was one of the big three, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I I'm kind of glad they decide to keep Thor around. I would have preferred they keep, you know, the other two around too. But yeah. uh, you know, Thor is a guy that we really only 
kind of saw his max potential like right there at, at Infinity War. Yeah. Um. So it, it's going to be cool to see him like overpower this fuck, you know, in movies to come. Yeah. Um. I honestly, I wish they they never lost any of the characters. I mean, I guess that's pretty obvious to say. Like, yeah, obviously, no shit. You don't want to lose Iron Man or Captain America or Black Widow or Thor. But I mean, everybody's contracts comes to an end. I just, I don't know. I hope they do better with the with the next lineup that they have, and that they don't lose as many actors in the years to come. You know. Well, I mean, they're getting old, man. You know, they've yeah. been playing this character for like the better half of like ten, some ten or more years. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I completely understand why RDJ stopped. Like it's getting he's getting older. It's getting harder for him to maintain his his superhero physique. But like Chris Chris Hemsworth, dude, uh Chris Evans, like neither of those guys are that old. Like they're they're still what in their forties? Well no, but you know Cap, you know, after picking up Mjolnir, you know, that's that's peak. Yeah, that's true. as much as you can go unless you want to like you know not the multiverse is open the only thing captain america that i would say is worth watching after this point would be whenever he's like for hydra mm. um that would be like the really only thing that i see uh worth you know getting the man back for because i mean you can do most other things with, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, I don't right. even know if Captain America comic books, like, I don't even know if he has a arc out right now. Um, or, like, the last time he did. But I think now it's, like, I think in, like, the modern Marvel comics, and, you know, I could be wrong, I don't read them, but I want to say that Sam is Captain America. Or Captain Falcon, or whatever he wants to be called. Yeah, I think he, I think he just does go just by Captain America like Steve before. But um yeah, I'm not too sure about that either. Obviously Captain America is not a comic hero that I care anything about. So it's it, he's not one that I read about super often. Um I'll always stand by my statement of uh DC doesn't know how to make a live action movie or, or show to save their life. Marvel, they are outstanding at live action. So I love Marvel's live action, DC's comics. So I don't I don't know much about the about the um, the comics behind um, characters like Iron Man and, and Captain America. Um, so I I'm I am definitely not the guy to ask when it comes to this end. Um, well, either way, I have I have faith in uh, this Marvel phase to come because Shang Chi looks great, Eternals looks great. I'm loving what's been on Disney Plus. Mm. Um, I, I think that, you know, they, they still have room to go up. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think they're a little bit worried right now just because Black Widow turned out to be a little bit of a flop at the box office for, I mean, obvious reasons. You know, uh, after, you... after No Way Home's trailer busted the 24 hour viewing record, mm. uh, I think, I think they're fine. Yeah. I think they got their confidence back on that one, but for a second, I'm telling you, man, for a second there. No um, I completely wholeheartedly disagree. I don't know, man. They, a, the franchise, box is... a franchise like Marvel can afford a bust. You know, especially, oh, yeah. especially a movie like Black Widow, who is, you know, like not not one of the big ones that exactly. we care about. Yeah, because I yeah. mean, like, if 
you put out a Justice League movie, like I'm just like speculating. Let's say DC knows how to make movies, right? Okay. Let's say DC knows how to make movies, and you just made an Infinity War tier Dark Side War uh, DC movie, right? Yeah, got right. it in my head, ready to are, go. Are you gonna buy a ticket to see Batgirl the following weekend? That's not a great example. I love the Bat Family as a whole. Yes. Can you just be normal for like two seconds? (laughs) No, I cannot. This is me. This is my personality. You understand what I'm saying, though. Yes. No. I get. I get where you're coming from. You're saying that if you had this this god tier film, and then the next film that comes out is just uh, a not as popular, smaller characters film, would you go see that smaller character? The main thing that hurt that movie was the the timing of it. Because yeah. if they would have released this before or shortly after Natasha's death, I feel like it would have been way better. Yeah. And, you know, this this was a movie that – and we already talked about this, but I don't feel like it was worth the wait. No, um, no definitely not. I, I can 125% in confidence tell you that that did not even phase Marvel. The, the main actress of that movie suing them – did not phase Marvel or D- or or Disney. Oh no, I know it, it didn't it phase didn't them. Phase them at all because they've got the suit. That is, I, I do think that the box office results phased them a little. Nah. And and I and I want to I want to explain to you my reasoning here. So I mean, like obviously the box office bust of Black Widow, and then the almost immediately didn't they almost immediately come out and say that they were pushing back one of their films? Was it um? Who was it? Was it was it No Way Home that got pushed back again, or was it no. Multiverse of Madness? Did one of them get pushed back? I I don't remember hearing anything about that. I could have sworn. I know Venom got pushed back again, but that's not even a surprise. No, like they, Sony does shit like they, that. They put that movie out expecting because this one also was featured on Disney Plus, right? That's what mm-hmm. the big thing was about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, when people are still freaking out about going outside and it's they I'm willing to bet they don't factor in the $20 cover of buying it on Disney Plus mm. to the box office numbers. Mm. Because like, you know, and with most most movies now, it's like I'm personally I I would prefer a big movie theater. You know, I love the environment, love the popcorn, love the big screen, but some people just prefer to do it at home. Mm. and with that as an option that's probably a big factoring reason the box office numbers were shit aside from the movie just not being super great yeah Um, no i i wholeheartedly believe that what i'm I'm getting at is that with multiverse of madness with shang chi with eternals with spider-man with everything they have coming up in the future under their belt black widow is the least of their problems okay yeah yeah because literally that whole movie, because I mean, that whole movie was filler. All of mm. it was like Taskmaster was the only thing that had me interested. And then they fumbled that bag. Yeah. And then, you know, that entire movie was just a setup for Yelena to be the next Black Widow. Because we knew we knew Scarlet was dead. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like movies like that, that, you know, develop on a dead character in a franchise that's already been done because there's zero stakes. Yeah, the interest was never there. Zero stakes, because if we know how you die, and then watching a prequel movie, we know that you're going to get through it. Yeah. Um, 
and that's why you have to add all these side characters that might die but it's like you know we hadn't seen yelena we hadn't seen red guardian we hadn't seen her mom you know you could assume that all of those people would die because we saw after the fact and we had never heard of these folks um but you know they didn't and you know i, I don't know if we'll ever see red guardian again i know for a fact we're gonna go, we're gonna see yelena again yeah um but it's like i i don't know that, yeah that's like a big movie mistake in my mind because if mm -hmm. like if, if something is dead leave it dead i agree i i think that and i, I want to say that we talked about this in our in our black widow episode um i was a lot more invested in uh red guardian and yelena yeah. than i ever was in in natasha because i already knew like she was she was going to be fine number one and then she was not going to be fine. Like I knew that going into it. Yeah. So I was automatically more invested in, you know, what's going to happen to the red guardian and what's going to happen to Yelena. Yeah. So, um, I see. Okay. So I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. I, I'm, I was thinking about an article that I had seen that essentially Marvel got a little bit nervous because uh, black widow tanked so bad that they started pushing the release dates back for other movies, but now I can't find that article. So I guess I was just pulling that out of my ass. Um, <laughs> um, I know that Sony pushed back uh, Venom to let there be carnage again, but I, I want to say this is not the first time they've done that and they've pushed back uh, Mobius or Mor Morbius. Morbius. Yeah, that's right. The vampire. They pushed that one back again, but again, that's a Sony movie. Sony just does that shit. And, and maybe, maybe I misread the article. Maybe it was Sony got nervous because of black widows, uh, box office numbers and, and decided to push their movies back again. Yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. But, um, I mean, honestly, I would not be, I wouldn't blame Mar uh, Marvel or Disney in the least if they got a little bit nervous about that, because yeah. I mean, the ground is still a little shaky out there. You know, COVID is still on the forefront of everybody's minds. Um, people are worried about like, what's the box office numbers going to be well, if they yeah. release it to Disney plus. Yeah. No. We might get some people watching it, but you know, that's a lot easier to bootleg than no, it is. I guarantee you they're not shaking up because as soon as they drop no way home come Christmas and their only option is to see it in theaters, people are going to leave their house to go see this movie. No, I know. I for sure will. Oh my God. Like it, so they, they, that, that was a mere speed bump to them. Mm. Yeah. I guarantee you that uh, they just fucking shook that shit off and then just went to sleep, woke up the next morning and was like, all right, let's work on something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, do you have any, I'm about to wrap it up, dude. I'm, I'm struggling here. It's late. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I feel Any you. closing comments, concerns, questions? Uh, What are you thinking for next week? Dude, if I can go see Shang-Chi, we can do that, but I just, I can't promise that. Okay. Um, We can, we can talk offline about something else. Uh, I think it's your turn anyway. All right. Fair but, enough. Um, I need, I need some heads up and uh, some notifications throughout the week, just so I don't forget. For sure. Um, I so. will. I will refer to my list. Um, next episode, I want to definitely do Shang-Chi. It's, okay. it's 
you know, the, it's the next biggest release. It's going to be most relevant to everybody. It's going to be at the forefront of everybody's minds. Yeah. I think we should definitely cover it okay. literally the second that both of us are able to get behind a mic and have both seen it. I'll, I'll try and find it because um, my, my Thursday is blocked out. Um, yeah. My Friday will probably be pretty busy. Maybe Saturday or Sunday I could find some time, but I'm not sure yet. For sure. Monday and Tuesday are a no-go, and then we're meeting Wednesday. Um, but I don't know. We'll we'll play that by ear. But yep. All right, y'all. Thanks for thanks for listening to us. Uh, we'll try and get another one up next week. Um, yeah. That's all I got. We appreciate yep. it. Go check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, at media underscore CGC. Shout out to Shaw for locking that Twitter down and holding it down. Uh, he's posting some stuff like every what feels like hour um <laughs> he's doing a great yeah. job yeah good job buddy keep listening in guys i know our schedules are super crazy um but we are doing everything that we can to get episodes out once a week still yep but uh is that pretty much everything we wrap it up yep we're done all right see you guys next week hopefully peace all right good night y'all